Hello and welcome. You are listening to an informed take on current events brought to you by law students and staff of Queen's University Belfast. This is LawPod. Hello there and welcome to the first episode of the LawPod Student Focus for the new academic semester. We're here just to give you a bit of a helping hand through life as a law student. Um, we see ourselves as a bit of a guide to the things that maybe your lecturers don't tell you and how to be a normal human being and also be a law student because I think we all know that's quite difficult. So my name's James Milliken. I'm a third year law and politics student here at Queen's and I'm here with Lucy. Hi, I'm Lucy Bill and I'm a second year straight law student at Queen's University and we're just here to tell you guys a bit about work-life balance and how to manage your time while also enjoying uni. Because let's face it, sometimes uni gets you down (laughs) and you need a bit of a helping hand. So yeah, as Lucy says today, we're going to be talking a little bit about work-life balance and what that means as a student and how you're supposed to be an adult because I think we've all come from school and we've been thrown into the big wide world and none of us know how to adult at all. Definitely. So, um, yeah, I think our first topic for today, Lucy, is we're just going to talk about like reading lists. Versus reality. Reading lists versus reality, because let's face it, um, you get these big reading lists from your lecturers every single week. And, well, no, even at the start of the semester, you yeah. know, if you're if you're one of those diligent students, you're going to go through the, the syllabus before you even start and you're going to see your reading list and how much of your reading list are you actually reading? <laughs> mm, that's a tough question. But I remember going into first year and you're given the massive, what is it, the Coroner's Act, I think? Do you remember oh, the I Coroner's Act? Um, that was a very long we time We were given, ago. it was an entire statute and we were asked to read the entire thing and I sat through and I read it all summer and honestly... I thought, I don't know how I'm going to do this degree. I really don't. Mm -hmm. And then we came in and the lecturer didn't even talk about the eye. So definitely reading list versus reality is an issue because, as James was saying, every lecturer thinks that their topic is the most important and your world somehow revolves around it. I think whenever you see that that awful statistic of we're looking at 40 hours a week here study for, for every module, I think yeah. everyone sort of looks at each other and thinks that's that's not happening. And I think it is really important to have work-life balance. I think, um, you know, we're throwing out that buzzword. I think it's important to actually talk about what that means. So, you know, like what's a work-life balance for you? Like how do you sort of put the two together? Well, for me, I do a lot of extracurricular activities at the Freshers Fair in first year, I think I signed up for 12 clubs. Um, so I do cheerleading, netball, law, obviously, and then I do love a night out. So it's quite intense. I do like being busy, but I definitely do find that you do have to prioritise your work. And sometimes that means not doing a reading list and focusing on tutorial questions, which is fine. It just is all about working hard and not doing unnecessary work for the sake of it. I think that's actually a really good point because I think people sometimes see the reading list as it's like a challenge. It, you yeah. know, I have to get through this because my lecturers said it and what are people going to think of me if I haven't done the reading? And I think people sometimes get a little bit sort of mentally focused on just hitting those numbers. Yeah, instead of actually yeah. what can I learn and what will benefit me in the long run. Yeah, because I think just because... Now, I'm not trying to say that don't do any of your reading. I think that's... Don't get us wrong here, but what I'm what I think is most important is reading the right things and reading the things that are going to help you learn because let's, everyone learns differently. If I sat and asked you your, how you went and studied everything, I think it would be completely different from how I did it. Yeah. 
And I think it's really important to just talk about how you can glean this information using the using the reading list as more of a guide, more of a framework for yeah, exactly. you know, how you can find yeah. the things that you need to find. And as you already touched on comparisons, it's very important not to compare yourself to others. Some yeah. people love reading. Some people will happily read all day, every day. Personally, I detest reading. Yeah, I'm a law student because I prefer the practical side of it. So for me, I would prefer writing out from the reading lists, which is very difficult if I try and read everything. I think it's all about condensing the work and making it manageable for yourself. You're, you're, you're right about comparisons because we all, we all know that guy or that girl who loves to tell you about how much work they've done. You know, I mean, they were there in school, they were there in uni. Um, they're everywhere. They're everywhere. You know, you know whenever they're telling you that they're either lying or that they didn't enjoy it, but they just did it just to do it. That is one thing about law students that we've all learned. (laughs) Everyone is very competitive and nobody likes to admit when they haven't done the work. I think it's whenever you're in a tutorial and the tutorial leader asks you, you know, who read this case? And everyone sits there in silence, like, don't look at me, don't look at me, don't look at me. Probably everyone doesn't do absolutely everything they have to do, but I think it's really important to prioritise. And there are things that you do need to read. Like, of course, you do. You can't do any sort of humanities degree without reading. But I think it's really important to work out how you take that information. So, for example, like, what, what, what do you do? Like, do you... Do you start with a textbook and then maybe move from there? Or are you sort of thinking, right, these are the important cases, I'll try and work out the principles myself? Or how do you how do you go about it? Personally, I usually start with the textbook just for the key headings. And then I also quite often refer to lecture notes um, because a lot of the reading lists, they are there to aid your lecture notes. Yeah. So while they're not always necessary, if there's a key principle I didn't understand, I would definitely look into it and look up articles around it. Um, But as I said, I am obsessed with notebooks and pretty notes and highlighters and writing everything out. So for me, it's all about condensing and making it manageable and picking out what can I actually write down and use. Okay. Um, And also quite often you'll find that you learn more after the tutorial when you come out of it. Sometimes you come out and you think, flip me am I doing the right was I in the right tutorial there because you don't have a clue and then at that point you know right I need to go back to this part of the reading list yeah no I think um We've all sort of come out of a tutorial and just sort of been a bit shell-shocked and had to go downstairs to, to the cafe and get a coffee and just sort of sit there contemplating life for a bit. But um, yeah, I think not worrying if you haven't done all the work as long as you can as long as long you can then work out how you need to find the information. You know, your lectures and tutorials, they're not like really scary people that, you know, the, the, they're not like the be-all and end-all. And uh, especially especially the, the, the tutors, I mean, they're usually PhD students or, you know, master students. And I think it's really important that you can you can go and talk to them. You, can, you know, they'll give you your email address. Email them, ask them, you know, what are these important principles? Where can I find a reading that is more manageable and I can actually understand? Yeah. Because they want you to understand. It's their job. So why not just take the, take the opportunities that you're given, yeah, I think, exactly. is, is really important. And James, as a third year, obviously you're in final year, so what advice would you give to first years looking back if you were to give advice about the reading lists and how to manage their time? I think or things you wish you knew <laughs> things I wish I knew in first year I was that guy that read everything and second year I was that guy that read everything now I'm still reading everything but I'm trying to do it a little bit differently I think I was definitely trying to hit those numbers I was trying to you know if I, I have to read this chapter and then I have to read this chapter and I wasn't necessarily taking it in because you know I'm sitting there thinking right I've got 20 pages left uh, there's a heading on the next page 
So I'll get to that, and then it's only 18 pages left. Yeah, it's more of a goal rather than... And then than, I only yeah. have to read nine more, and then I've only got nine pages left, so that's really easy. And I think you get sort of caught in the web of just trying to finish the reading. So I wish I'd known that take it a little bit more generally, skim read it first, and then read it with the lecture notes open in front of you, because the lecture notes are, they're, you know, they're not completely abstract. They're there f to tell you the, the main points of a topic. So what I do is I, tr I would try and have them sort of out there on my laptop beside me, and I would go through the textbook and just make a few points, a few notes. Yeah on like how the you know maybe sort of building on the lecture notes but not necessarily trying to read every word because yeah exactly i think there's a lot better things i could be doing with my time i say better things i could be doing with time i obviously mean more studying yeah but no <laughs> obviously um, tutorial questions are a really good way to do things as well because your, your tutorials are directly based on this you know the subject so why not just do the questions and then if there's anything you don't understand then you go and read that yeah exactly and cases as well now you're given these big cases you're given you know I think I had a contract tutorial there last week and there was 11 cases in there and cases for anyone you know for anyone listening who maybe isn't a law student or hasn't read a case yet and even the law students probably haven't read a case yet but um they I mean, are they, overwhelming they're yeah paragraphs they're, they're counted in paragraphs they're usually like 100 and something paragraphs long which translates as 30 40 pages of a pdf and if you're reading 11 of those you know you're you're going to spend your entire life reading cases and missing out on the important bits so Westlaw will become your best friend. Westlaw will become your best friend. Um I wouldn't recommend Bailey because it's Really? Do you I wouldn't think so? because I think it's the most it's the ugliest website. It is I've ever it seen. is ugly. But what I would say if you are using Bailey is you know at the very bottom it just says the entire case, the summary. Yeah. Judgment. It does. They they all they all have all the websites have summaries, which I yeah. think is really good. Um Westlaw does a really good one because yeah. they they talk about they have a section of the facts of the case, what the issues are, and then exactly what the the decision of the courts were. And also, it gives you the principles as well, which I find really useful. Yeah, I mean, West West Law will become your best friend, yeah. but I think relying on one website is it's sometimes a bad yeah. thing. So what I tend to do is I'll use West Law, and then I'll sort of look at the main points, and then I'll sort of I'll just Google the case. I mean, mm -hmm. Google gets this bad rap whenever you're in whenever you're in university, and sort of people think, oh, can't Google, can't go on Wikipedia. But as long as you're not citing it, as long as you're just using it to try and get a bit of a an overview, an understanding, a bit of an understanding, yeah. there's nothing wrong with it. Um, I think you know Wikipedia is demonised, rightly so, but um, you, you know it's it's fine just for getting the facts and sort of finding a bit of an overview. There's lots of other websites, you know, just to name a few. There's like there's Swarb, there's eLaw Resources, there's you know there's LawTeacher.net. Yeah. Again, I wouldn't cite any of them in a in an essay or in a problem question, but it's handy just to get a little bit of an overview because yeah, the summaries exactly. sometimes focus on different things, and if you combine them all together you usually get a pretty good idea of what the case is about yeah and then lots of you know there's lots of important cases where maybe you have to read a few paragraphs of the judgment just to get it really nailed down but that's fine you know i think that's how i get through most of the cases that i'm i'm supposed yeah, to that's do really good advice but yeah i think we could, we could talk about time management more generally because obviously reading lists is it's a pretty narrow thing and i think there's lots more demands on your time as a law student yeah exactly and I think just talking about time management would be a would be a pretty good idea here um like how you 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 said already you're pretty busy yes um and I don't know how you fit all that in to be honest <laughs> but like just just to give an example like what what are all the demands that you say give an example of your typical week you know so what, what are all the things you have to do including class and stuff and how do you how do you get through that because it sounds mad well because it's the start of the semester, I have had a lot going on because a lot of applications have opened. So this week I had about six to eight hours of class, 
which doesn't sound like a lot and it wasn't thankfully but I did a lot of extracurricular stuff this week. Uh, I had four hours of cheer training, two hours of netball and then I also had, there was a law journal meeting which I actually couldn't make. But yeah that's my typical week and then in between all of that I'm it was my friend's birthday, so I was out. I was actually out twice this week because we had a cheerleading social as well. I think we might need to pick up on nights out. Yeah, that definitely. Be, that'll yeah. be a realistic issue, but. But hey, I still made it to class, and I'm still here. And also, Did I was you in make the it library. To all your Did you make it? Made it to most of my most classes, of your class. and I was in the library last night working on the external mooting competition so it's been pretty hectic not gonna lie but personally I do love being busy and I do have a very nice schedule that Mm -hmm. is colour coordinated to help me through okay so that's how you sort of you choose what you're going to do in your time yeah definitely do you write out like a a to-do list yeah I have boxes that I need to take off if I do them and sometimes I don't get them ticked off and gets on my nerves so I make sure I try and do them all but I'm also realistic in what I said because there's a lot of things we always get a lot of emails about careers events or all these different things and if they are useful and I know I can fit it in I'll definitely try and do it but a lot of the time you do have to be realistic and think right I have to go to this social event so I'm not yeah. free tonight or right, I need to not go to that and do my work for tomorrow. Yeah. So. Um, I think there's, hopefully, there's, I really hope there's medical students listening to this because <laughs> if they hear that you're in class six to eight hours a week. Yeah, they're not going to be happy. They're not going to be happy. <laughs> yeah, I think just uni does put a lot of different demands on you and sometimes it's, it's important to remember that you're not just a student, you know, you're supposed to be a person like a yeah. well-rounded person who does, not who does lots of different things. I'm not saying, you know, you have to go and do X, Y and Z extracurricular yeah. activities. But people sometimes get the image that whenever you're at university, you have to be a hermit and sit in your room all the time. Yeah. If you want to sit in your room, that's fine. Like, yeah. There's nothing wrong with sitting in your room, but I think just, sit, I, I mean, just sitting, studying yeah. 24-7. Uni is about, as cliche as it is, it is about finding yourself because yeah. you are becoming an adult and working out what you like and what you don't like. So you do need to make the time to make friends, go out, have fun and do sports and activities as well. Yeah, and there's, I mean, there's any any amount, you do, you seem to do a lot of sport and sort of academic style things, you do the, the mooting and the, the law journal and cheerleading and everything. Yeah. But, you know, there's lots of people who do lots of different types of activities, there's music, there's yeah, exactly. video games, there's yeah. sort of anything you can think of people are going to be doing. And yeah. they're all being done at different times. It might not match up completely with your class schedule. So that's where prioritisation becomes a real a real issue. So I think people do this differently. You said you do a lot of to do lists. Yeah. And I do the same. I do I do a little box. Um, yeah. You won't be able to see this, but I'm I'm drawing a little box in the air <laughs> just to just to illustrate. But you know, I'll, in the morning I'll get up and just just write a few notes of things. You know what I want to do today. So like this yeah. morning, I think. I don't have my, my book on me, but, I, you know, it's record episode of, of Law Pod, <laughs> go to my tutorial, go to work, and I have a contract class as well. So there's just four things I need to do today, but yeah. each of them has a little box to tick. And the feeling whenever you take one of those boxes, it's like a little dopamine hit. It's really... It is nice. Yeah, no, I, nice. Have to, I have to agree, yeah. But I think, you know, there's lots of different ways that people could prioritise their time. I mean, to do, writing out a to-do list isn't the best thing for everybody you know some yeah. people do like little post-it notes and sort of put them up around their room or something i'm a neat freak so i won't be doing that but there's lots of different ways to sort of work out what you're doing like it doesn't even have to be written down it could be mental you know it's just as you make a little sort of mental guide to what needs to be done today and i think you're right as well in saying that you know just do stuff yeah a lot of people will finish uni and sort of feel like they missed out on a whole lot of the activities that you know that can be offered i mean i went, yeah, I went to fresh fresh you said you signed up for what, 12 yeah. 12 or something i went to fresh a bit extreme but you just enthusiasm that 
Pirates, what counts, yeah. I think I'm still a member of the... No, I've never jumped out of a plane, but I think I'm still a member <laughs> of the Queen's Skydiving Society. Yeah. And I got into the Beer Pong Society by accident. There's uh, a Beer Pong there's Society? There's a Beer Pong Society, yeah. Um, I don't know that. They just said, do you reckon you could throw this ping pong ball into that cup? No, I should have seen. I should have worked out that there's not going to be anything else that is. But I threw it in first time. They said, welcome. You're a, official a, member. You're a, like an honorary <laughs> member because they just give you free entry if you throw it in first time. Fair enough. Um, and also it could even be part-time jobs as well. Yeah, yeah part-time jobs is a big thing, actually, because, you know, you're, everyone's a poor student. You know, no one has any money. And it always feels like everyone else has money and you don't. Yeah. But no one has money. <laughs> so... Some of the student lunches and dinners I've seen are honestly horrendous. What do you mean? Some of my friends have had pot noodles on toast. And <laughs> That's disgusting. The weirdest varieties because they just don't want to go to the shop and buy food. Yeah. I mean, I'm bad for that as well. Like I I live halfway up the Lisburn Road and there's all manner of shops and, and nice cafes just outside mm-hmm. the door. But it's a two-minute walk away, and that's two minutes I could be spent and sitting playing Fortnite, you know. <laughs> oh, I no. think you're right about jobs. Everyone's going to have, like, I say everyone, lots of people are going to have one, you know, maybe they're going to work in, a re- like, I work in a restaurant, and it's actually a bit of a hassle because it's a half-hour drive that in rush hour traffic becomes an hour. And do you find that you have to prioritise your work around your uni work, around your job work? Oh, yeah, I sort of, I sort of said I'll yeah. do one shift a week. Um, yeah. I'm lucky that I just turned 21, so I get the, the extra minimum wage. Very but, nice. uh, so I, c- I can afford to do like slightly less work. But it's it's nice to have, you know, it's nice to feel like you're earning your money and you're not just living off that student loan. Yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah. to have a little bit of security. I just think that you have to you have to choose what you're going to do. Definitely. Um, like I, sort of, I had a conversation with my manager and just said, like, I'm not going to be able to commit to, to doing, I was doing like four or five shifts a week over the summer. And that's not sustainable whenever you're at university. Um, maybe if I worked in, in town, you know, in, in a cafe in Strandman or something but I think everyone's in a different situation but I think you just have to remember that part-time job is good in that you're making money but don't let it become your life you know don't let it don't let it overtake uni work because you don't want to stand up part-time job you know a succession of part-time jobs for the rest of your life you want to you know you want to use your university properly yeah and use the part-time job as a way to get through university rather than university getting in the way of your job you know another topic is regarding time management is where to work study environments what do you find best whenever you come to do work do you like the library I go through phases Um, I go through phases of what I like Um, I think sometimes the library is a bit it's a bit of a a false economy because if you think right I'm going to get up and go to the library then you're going to spend 10 minutes getting ready and that's been that's been generous I mean I like to spruce myself up so it could be 20 minutes getting ready and putting the books in the bag and walking to the library and once you get to the library you're not doing work straight away because uh, as our favourite ever producer, Emily, who uh, won't be talking, but she's there, um, she says, you know, you can't start on, you can't start 10.56, you have to start at 11. So I think sometimes finding a nice place to study can be a bit of a procrastination in itself and, and wastes more time. People, have you ever noticed people are quite competitive at the library? Oh, wow. At least I feel. If I sit down and someone sits down a few minutes later, it's almost a standoff to see who can stay the longest. Do you ever get that? No, I don't. I'm but in a way, that motivates me. I do like the library because right. everyone around me is working. Yeah. So if I'm not working, I feel quite bad. Whereas if I'm at home, um, my student house is quite small. So in my room, it's basically 90% of my bed mm. and then the other 10% is my desk. So I do find that trying to work in my room just doesn't happen for me. But everyone's different. Yeah, that's actually interesting because I think if you're, if you're working in your room, you have to be very careful. Because if you're, if you're lying in bed reading your textbooks, bed's for sleepy time. Bed is not for yeah. work time and I think things go in less if you're you know if you're trying to read in bed or on the sofa or something um but yeah as you say like everyone everyone works better in different places and is more productive in different places therefore uses their time better so I think just finding a place that works for you 
know, maybe if you want to get get your desk and your room looking really nice, we have a wee plant and I've got a couple of candles and stuff that's very, very clean to keep the desk completely clean. And that's where I get most of my work done. But in the first year, I was in the library all the time. Yeah. So I think it changes, but just find a place that works for you and then you'll be able to manage your time really, really well. But one of the things I see at the library a lot is people who go to the library and then sit on their phone. Yeah. And that obviously is the problem. And stuff as well. I think phones can be the best things for learning, but also the absolute worst. Definitely. You know, like my parents. My parents went to Queens as well. Mum keeps telling me stories about how whenever uh, a case came out, there was like a race to get to the library so that you could get it and you could photocopy it first. Really? Yeah. So like everything wasn't online. So in that sense, technology is amazing. Like, are you are you big into technology whenever you're trying to plan time and learn and stuff? Personally, I find technology to be my biggest enemy. Everything always fails for some reason. I don't know if I'm just cursed, but my laptop is very slow. And I just, as I said, I prefer notebooks and writing things out. And in lectures, I would never use a laptop. But that's just me. But I do know a lot of people who fall into the trap of using the laptops and sitting booking flights and lectures. I saw someone in a lecture in front of me yesterday uh, on their their MacBook organising a an appointment at the, the Apple bar, uh, or the Apple bar, what am I talking about, the Apple store, uh, with the, the Genius bar. Um, yeah, like, I think technology, sometimes people think they're being, again, think they're being productive without being productive. Yeah. And using, not using their time well, you know, because, you're la- you know, maybe your laptop takes ages to start up, and there's, you know, there's 10 minutes, oh, there's an update, better better do that update. And then, It's very easy to get distracted. It's very, very easy yeah. to get distracted. I mean, Especially with social media yeah. nowadays. I try to, I just, just try to, whenever I'm working, you know, if I have stuff to do and I'm trying to manage the time quite well, I just put the phone on the other side of the room or turn it off or put it in airplane mode or something because yeah. you see those, you, you know, you just think, what's replying to one text but then suddenly you're replying to another text and another text. And, and then, then you're on Instagram. Yeah. And, and you're, you're on Snapchat. And you're just, I mean... I, Apple just brought out that new update to the phones, which has like a it has it tracks the, the amount you're on your phone. Oh really? Yeah. So like it's called Screen Time. You sort of find it and it's deep in the settings, but it sends you a little notification every week to sort of say how much you're on your phone. I'm sure. On I average, every day. Know. It's scary. Yeah. Like, you you don't even think you're on that much, but you know there's there's like an hour of your day, and I think students sometimes you know I mean you know you're walking around uni and everyone's walking down with their head down yeah. and everyone's on their phone all the time and now we're going to talk about how like beneficial they are but sometimes I think you just got to just got to get off your phone and work yeah like there's there's some you know, there's very useful things you can you can do with your phone I mean all the resources you need on the internet are there yeah and like is, is there any apps that you've used or heard about that students might be able to there was a good app that I came across and I'm pretty sure I have an Android no hate but um, I'm pretty sure it's on the Apple store as well and I forget the name but it's a wee timer app and basically I would use it for studying and I would set say half an hour yeah and then it counts down. I'd put the screen off, put the phone on the other side of the room, and then it's basically an alarm. Okay. But it puts my phone on airplane mode, data is off, so there's no way I can go on it. That's very handy. Yeah. Yeah, like you have to make a conscious decision. Yeah, exactly. Because I think sometimes people just check it their phone as, as a habit. Like there's one I find, I can't remember the name of it. I'm sure I could post it on the on the Twitter, which we're going to talk about. But there's an app where you say, like, I'm going to study for half an hour. And for every half hour you study, you grow a little tree. And you can see your little tree that you've grown. And if you go on your phone, it kills the tree. So... That's, that's, that's pretty sad. That's pretty yeah. sad, yeah. I think we've got through a lot there. Um, I think you, you touched on nights out there earlier. I don't think we should. We need to focus on this too much because uh, everyone already knows. That it's going to happen. It's going to happen. You're going to go out. Yeah. Uh, you're a student. Um, we, I can't possibly condone it. I can't possibly <laughs> condone going out. But like, if you're going to go out, it's 
you can't lose don't lose the next day completely to being a hungover mess in your bed with your bosom. Yeah, you know? we've been there we know it's yeah. not good just whenever you like <laughs> this is just like a, a last little piece if you, if you take anything away from this just please drink some water before you go to bed get up early and just have a shower have a shower eat some food get delivery and then brush oh brush your teeth brush your teeth Emily's making little brushing teeth signs across the room at me and also remove your makeup because <laughs> and that limelight face paint or the glitter that they do see if you wake up the next morning with that it's all over the bed so get that off but uh, yeah no just just look after yourself and the next day please just get up and force yourself to go outside get a bit of fresh air you know walk to the shop get yourself something come back and you'll feel much better you know a night out which is going to happen like you're, it's it's such a good way to blow off a bit of steam and forget about that reading list for a while. Yeah. But you know you can just get back to it the next day. And exactly. And if you become good at dealing with nights out yeah. and work out how to get over a hangover properly, yeah. then it makes life so much easier because you're able to do it and not waste a day or even a few days. Yeah. I remember back in first year, freshers week. Oh. Two day hangovers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you're not just in, good. you're just in like a, a bit of a, a bit of a haze for four yeah. days, but. Um, I don't think right now is the, the place to be going into avoiding hangovers. There's all sorts of places you can go to find that. But please just don't let it get in the way of your, your university. But also please just have fun. And also, yeah. like, nights out doesn't have to be going out to a nightclub drinking. I mean, go to the cinema. You know, go and see that new movie that you want to go and see. Or go out for a walk, go for a run. Literally, just, just meet up yeah. with your mates. Go out for dinner. Just take some time away from the work because, you know, you're going to burn out. And I don't think anyone wants that, especially, you know, especially if you're in first year, please don't burn out in first year. Just enjoy your university, enjoy your time whenever you're not studying and all will be well, I think. Yeah. So I think that's pretty much it. I think we've yeah. covered the work-life balance quite well there. Is, is there anything else you would say to a first year listening to this podcast? Um, for a first year, I would just say, remember it's only 10% because <laughs> yeah. I came to uni and I do still want to get a first, but I do think in first year you need to have that fun because you've just done your A-levels and that's pretty stressful. So I'd say just chill out, have fun with your friends, make loads of friends because the friends in first year are often the friends that carry you carry with throughout uni, but still work hard. Yeah, do work hard, but not just not 24-7. Yeah, exactly. So I think, yeah, we'll we'll call it a day there. Hope you've, uh, hope we've learned something from that anyway. I mean, I, yeah. I learned a lot about how everyone's, everyone's a bit different and just find a way that works for you. Yeah, exactly. So you've been listening to Law Pod Student Focus, which is a guide to student life as a law student, which has been brought to you by the law students and staff at Queen's University Belfast. This episode was very kindly produced by Emily Dickinson and uh, our theme music is by Colonel Chocolate and the Justice Triangle. Law Pod is funded by Queen's Law School and the Queen's Annual Fund. And thanks to Lucy for taking a bit of time uh, to chat about this. We would, have, we would have loved to have our other presenter, Connor, but he uh, <laughs> time managed very, very badly and I called him just before this podcast was supposed to be recorded. And yeah, don't be a Connor. Don't be a Connor because Connor turned the air blue and uh, informed me that he was in UCD in Dublin, which As is which yeah. is what, 100 miles from where he's supposed to be recording the podcast. <laughs> so uh, don't be a Connor. But yes, thanks Lucy for actually being in the country. That's very kind of you. <laughs> no problem. Um, you can follow us on social media. We're on Twitter at QUDLawPod. For more information, you can also visit our website, which is lawpod.org. Have a look at the show notes of this show. If you, you know, if we find any other interesting links or apps or something, we can we can fire it up there for you to have a look at. You can find this podcast on iTunes or anywhere else you get your podcasts. And uh, thanks for listening. I'm James Milliken. I'm Lucy Bill. And this was Lawpod.